Hello there, Rabbi. I see you're on the road to the other place. You know, the road to hell is paved with really good intentions. And so I have a caveat, a, a little warning for today, to, to be really careful that we don't use our sacred literature to lead us all to that wherever the sign is, to that place. <laughs> well, that's something that I've always been taught in school. The nuns would say it, the priests would say it. You know, anytime you could, it was very easy to use the Bible or the Torah or whatever name we want to put on it, scripture to justify any action. And sometimes those actions were not good actions. Um, so how do we know what to listen to and what not to listen to? Actually, Joe, it's really very, very simple. The Torah is truth. The Bible is truth. And it's not true. That's it. What we're dealing with is a philosophic idea of truth. And we use literature to convey the teaching. So we're not dealing with something that you should take literally. Because it says in the book of Psalms, all flesh is grass. I don't think anyone watching is going to believe that they should start mowing or that they could grow fruits and vegetables because it's just not true. It's not consistent. It's not what it is. It's a metaphor, meaning grass grows and dies. Nothing's permanent. And what could be a better example of non-permanence than saying human beings aren't permanent all flesh is grass. It works very, very well. Okay? So then we have to use a little bit of seichel, a little intelligence, and realize language is being used to take us somewhere. That's A. Now, another caveat, another piece that'll be helpful that makes it really, really simple. A lot of things that we read made sense at a certain time and place. So when scripture talks about stoning the wayward son or killing a woman because of some promiscuity, we have to stop and go, wait a minute, let's put it in context. But we get lost so easily in this search. We can't really use the Bible as a literal guide. We have to use our minds. Exactly. We can use holy texts from any denomination, any religion, and we pull back and we're reading people experiencing the divine, people having a spiritual experience. Why shouldn't I benefit from someone else's mistakes, successes, failures? And that's perfect. Here it is. This is what happens when I'm going to tell you a story and the idea it's like Aesop's fables like the Grimm Brothers fairy tales, like Greek mythology. All of these are ways to teach us about behavior, choices, and action. And we keep reading again and again, stay far from a woman. Don't be alone in a woman with a woman who isn't your wife. Come on, give me a break. We don't want to start uh, making villains out of 50% of the known universe's population. No, what we're looking at is for many individuals, a woman can represent that which distracts us. 
If I were to say to you, keep very far away from iced tea. What? Because there's no real, that doesn't, isn't the same kind of a, an imagery. But historically, women have been viewed to draw us away or draw us aside. Okay, so let's take that metaphor. Let's take it for what it is, a literary device. What's being said is don't be distracted. Don't be distracted by an individual who has a well-modulated voice, who is physically attractive, who is telling you to do something that doesn't make sense. And we find that all the time on TikTok. We find that all the time on Facebook, social media. There are individuals using human weakness to benefit themselves. But let's not do that in religion. It's one thing for capitalism. It's another thing to use it in our own religious practice. So let's not use it. If we think it's harmful or detrimental, let's stop saying keep away from women. Let's come up with a different image about don't get distracted. Um, remember, when PCs came out, they had solitaire on the computer to teach us how to use the mouse. And as it turned out, thousands of us were playing solitaire at work. So they finally took it off. It was a distraction. What was supposed to be a tool to help us learn to use a mouse turned out to be um, the road to you know where. And so they took it off. It was a distraction. So if I say to you, be, beware of solitaire, if that gets the, the message, I think maybe we just need a different expression because what we're doing is people are taking it literally and it's harming our population. It's harming our daughters. And that's not the intent. When the rabbis talked about staying far, they also said, don't stay far away from gamblers. That's also in the same passage. Stay away from pigeon flyers because people weren't racing horses. They were flying pigeons. It's, it's the same paragraph. Pigeon flyers, women, dice players, gamblers. They were saying, stay away from those things that distract you. So maybe we need a different expression and pull women out, but let's put it where it belongs. Let's not get distracted from our spirituality and from God's message, because otherwise we're going to be on the road to you know where, Joe. So the Bible has its own set of beer commercials is what you're saying. Thank you, Rabbi. As always, your wisdom is appreciated and never very distracting. And you know, now that you brought that up, I could use a cold one, Joe. I'll see you next week. <laughs>